Welcome to Hope Community Podcast. It's great to have you join us today listening online. We pray you'll be impacted by our message this week. Enjoy. All right, let me pray and we'll get into it. Yeah, Father God, we just thank you, Jesus, uh, for this morning. But now as we come to your word, oh, Father, I thank you for the power that is in your living word, Jesus. And I thank you, Father, for what you have been doing in my heart recently. And I just come today and I just want to share that. And I want to share the word that you've given me um, over the last two weeks. Father, may we have open hearts like Pastor Dan said. And I just pray, Father, that every heart in this room will take something away today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Well, um, uh, my son, uh, he played basketball for a few years uh, when he was growing up. And Mark and I went to watch one of his basketball games uh, one Saturday. And we were cheering on from the sidelines. And um, the game finished. And we started to pack up and pack up our things. And I said to my husband, oh, well, that's a shame. You know, we lost. And he turned to me and he's like, babe, what game were you watching? We've won. (laughs) And I was like, what? We won? And he's like, what were you watching? We'd won. We won. And it just... This has probably never happened to any sporting parents out there ever, okay? These things just happen to me because I need funny sermon illustrations and you can just laugh at me then. So I know I'm standing alone right now and that's okay. Um, And I just stood up and I'm like, we won. And it it just baffled me for 30 seconds going, well, how the heck did I thought we lose when we've won? Maybe I went out and got some food and someone scored and I came back and I missed that or, or maybe I went to the ladies and, and I missed one or two scores and I missed that or, and I was like, how the heck was I watching a game and thought we'd lost when we'd actually won? And how the heck did I miss a scoreboard hanging up there with the score on it? And it just baffled me for 30 seconds. But that day, my husband turned around and said, no, no, we've won. And I went from a disappointing, oh, well, that's a shame, we've lost, to a, oh, you little beauty, awesome, well, we won, congrats, honey, and, I, and we went home. So, you know, that's, a, that's, you know, I'm standing here and you're looking at me thinking, what the heck? <laughs> that's okay, I'm totally fine with that. We'd won that day. Um, I want to head to Romans uh, today and... Um, we're going to head there. Who loves Romans? Yeah? All right. Just a little back, background backstory. The Apostle Paul wrote this letter to the Roman church. And Paul had heard of the church in Rome, but he'd never been there, neither had any of the other apostles. And the Roman church was mostly Jewish, but also contained a great number of Gentiles. And even though they were these barriers separating them, you know, Paul felt a bond with these Romans. And they were his brothers and sisters in Christ. And he wanted to see them face to face. And so he sent this letter to their church to introduce them himself and make a clear declaration of faith. And in this letter, he writes about facts of the gospel and declares his allegiance to it. He writes about the lostness of mankind and the necessity for God's intervention. 
He then shares the gospel and the discussion of freedom that comes from being saved. It's an epic letter. It's a meaty letter, Romans. And I encourage you, if you can, to read all 16 chapters of this letter. And it can be actually split into two sections, um, what to believe and then how to, to obey. So I want to take us today to chapter 8. And this is where I've been um, in the last two weeks. And let's read chapter 8, verse 31. It's a good one. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those who, whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake, we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced neither death nor life Neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that it is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. What a word. His word. And you may have walked in here today or listening online or will in the future and you are feeling a little bit defeated and crushed by life. And things may have happened this week or recently that may have felt hard, and painful, giant, things that have thrown us and it might be looking like the complete opposite to what a victory win looks like. People's words, actions or statements can hurt us. We can receive news that we weren't expecting we can feel overwhelmed and fearful and angry and disappointed and we're frustrated at things happening. We can feel intimidated, muzzled and at times we can just lose our hope and joy and begin to walk around with a defeated mindset. Have you been there? Yeah. Maybe you're there right now. Well, if we're human and if we're humble we can all honestly say that we've backed down in some form or at some point by life or by people or by our circumstances. And thankfully, we have the Word of God that can encourage us in these times. And for the past two weeks, I've been dwelling on one sentence, one sentence from this passage today. And what I love about Romans 8.37 is that it speaks about who we are in Christ, our identity. And the Bible says we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And this is what we're going to look at today. 
And I want to start by highlighting to you the fact that, Jesus, um, that Paul didn't just write, we are conquerors. We are conquerors. In this section of the Bible, he puts, we, he added more than, more than conquerors. We are more than conquerors. Have you ever stopped to think about that? Like, what does that even look like? What does that even mean? If someone came up to you and said, you are more than a conqueror, would you, would you actually know what they're on about? Would you? Because if you don't know what they're on about, then we're probably not applying it to our life and we're probably not walking in that way. So I want to start with what does it mean by being more than a conqueror? Because that's what my head's been thinking about the last two weeks. What does more than a conqueror look like? So I want to start with a bit of language study. And uh, we're going to Greek. Um, I'm not fluent in Greek. I don't know if anyone is in the room. Bless you. I'm not. (laughs) But the phrase more than a conqueror, it comes from a Greek word, hupa nikau. And the first part of this word is the prefix hupa. The modern equivalent is hyper. So hyper, we know, means excessive or more than. And so we sometimes use this word, don't we, when we say the word hyperactive. That's not just someone who's active they are on a whole nother level of activity. You might have some kids that are hyperactive. You know how to use that word. The other part of the word is nikau, which is Greek for victorious, to conquer, to triumph. The noun of this verb, the noun of this word is Nike, which means victory. So for those who have your Nike shoes on right now, you might not have known that you are wearing victory in Greek on your feet. And you may have noticed, I don't own a pair of Nike shoes. But today, I went to my daughter's bedroom and I said, Charlie, I need to wear some of your Nike shoes for this sermon. So the kind girl that she was said, yes, mum, you can wear them. Praise the Lord, I'm the same size. Nike, it's Greek for victory. Put those two words together. Hooper Nikau means you are not just an overcomer or victorious, but you are a super overcomer or super victorious, overwhelmingly conquer, or you gain surpassing victory. Today, we're not talking about victory. We're talking about surpassing victory. So here's another way we could look at it. If a basketball team... One, two, zero. Is this a victory? Yeah, they won. It's a victory. If the scoreboard had 121 to zero, is that a victory? (laughs) No, that's not a victory. That's a thrashing. That's a flogging. That's an annihilation. That's actually an embarrassment to the losing team. That's what that is. You might have watched on Friday night, um, Broncos beat Storm 26-0. I, I wasn't watching, sorry, so I had to look up on the news. What was the score on the Friday night game? 26-0. Flogging. To be more, <laughs> to be more than a conqueror 
means we not only have the victory, but we have an overwhelming victory. And we aren't overwhelmingly victorious in our own ability or strength or determine or might. So let's see in this one sentence what it says. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. It does not say we are more than conquerors because of me or my strength. It says through him who loved us. So we are more than conquerors because of Jesus Christ and what he has done for us on the cross. So only when we place our faith and trust in Jesus, we are a new creation with a new identity and a new inheritance. And so being more than a conqueror is one part of this new identity, but only through Jesus. It is he who empowers you. It is he who gives you strength. It is he who anoints you. It is he that will call you to assignments where he wants his victory to break in through darkness. We are more than conquerors because of Jesus and his overwhelming victory on the cross. So let's just think about this overwhelming victory on the cross. This super victory of Jesus. And as I wrote this this week, I just had to stop. And it was like the Lord was showing me the gravity of what happened that day that he went there. And I thought about this. And I, and I thought, you know, Jesus didn't just get flogged a few times and then God healed him. Or God made the guards stop and say, that's enough. Jesus, Jesus didn't just get one hand nailed to the cross. And God thought, well, that's enough suffering. You, can, you guys can stop now. Jesus didn't just get spat on, copped insults, and then the crowd all came to their senses and stopped. That day, Jesus was flogged, nailed on the cross, was hung there in the dying moments and died. Died, dead. You can't get more defeated than death. But here comes God's super victorious moment he was waiting for. Here comes the overwhelming victorious moment. In fact, this is the greatest victory of all mankind. Nothing compares to this victory that happened this day. God raised him from the dead, alive. God conquered and defeated death once and for all in that moment. Jesus was raised to life and God sent two angels to the tomb, appearing in, in white clothes, gleaming like lightning, to tell the women, he's not here, he's risen. This is what happened that day. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. You are more than a conqueror through him who loved us. In Christ, we are not just victorious because he was victorious. We are 
overwhelmingly victorious because of the overwhelming victory that happened on the third day. Now, what does that mean for us? How do we apply this to our lives? We can begin to learn how to walk in this overwhelming victory and face the battles with a new perspective, a fresh empowerment, and with his authority becoming fiercely bold. And if you're sitting there thinking, well, that's for those people who like confrontation. <laughs> those, that's for those people who have the stronger personalities. That's not for me. I'm the softly spoken one. I'm, I'm the one who shies away from those settings. I'm the timid one. I'm the one that keeps their mouth shut. Well, get ready, friend, because this is how God chooses his team. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. We are more than conquerors, not by avoiding these things or these conversations, but by triumphing over them through Jesus Christ. We do it with him and we bring it to prayer. We are more than conquerors, not by lording it over people and raising our voices loudly and doing it our own way without bringing God into the picture at all, but we do it by a posture of submission before our Heavenly Father that says, Lord, I submit to you. I yield to you. I submit this situation to you, covering it in prayer, repenting when he prompts us to repent of things, moving forward when he says to move forward, going, doing the next section, waiting when he says wait, and just thanking him that he'll be with you all the way through it. And then bringing other people on the journey with you so they can celebrate the overwhelming victory too. Um, this week, uh, it was my mum's 10-year anniversary of her passing. And uh, it was a big week for us. And uh, this year, for this one, I felt the Lord say, I want you to give a gift to all of her brothers and sisters and her mother. And so I prepared that gift. And, uh, and then he prompted me and he said, I want you to write a little cover letter about the gift. And so I sat down and I wrote this letter about the gift. And then he said to me, I want you to share, that, share my gospel in the letter. I want you to write the gospel in the letter. Now I needed the Lord's presence to help me with that. My mum was the only one that walked with the Lord and all of her extended family. And this was the first time that I was going to be writing the gospel and presenting it to my extended family. And this week, and I just share this because I just want to practically give you what my week looked like. Wednesday, I think I edited that letter about 20 times. I came, no, no, I came, no, no, 20 times. Then I got all the gifts and I put the letter in them and then I covered it with prayer. My hubby was praying. I put it on the chapel prayer list and I said, pray. And then as I drove to every member's house that was in Brisbane this week, I just felt the Lord. I said, Lord, you've got to be with me and make me help, help empower me to do this. And that, that's 
and I could feel his presence with me saying, this is what I've called you to do this week. And as I knocked on the doors and I just said, here's a package, bless you. Um, And I just said, you can read it in your own time. But I drove away going, I could not have done that. And you might think me being a pastor, this comes easy. It doesn't. And I, and I drove away, and now that's in the Lord's hands. There's still two in the post going somewhere. But I could not have done that with the Lord, without the Lord's presence, without the Lord's guiding, without the Lord being with me so close. He will transform you, and he will transform you to become fiercely bold for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it will shock you with what you are going to be doing. It will. And it's all because of his empowering presence that will transform you bolder and bolder. So that's the only reason why I share that story. To be more than conquerors means we will face the trials of life with certainty that we are not alone. And we have a mighty father who fights for us. And we can approach the darkest valleys with confidence knowing that nothing can happen to us that is not permitted by our loving Heavenly Father for our good. And we have the promise of eternal life and the presence of God every moment of every day until we see Him face to face. Paul in his letter to the Romans said he was convinced, he was convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor demons nor the present nor the future nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And we need to be convinced of this too by renewing our minds with the Word of God. And we can, we can, we can say these sentences to ourselves. We can speak these sentences over us. And I'm giving you three today. And they're simple and they're short. And we can have these in our minds I am more than a conqueror through Christ who loves me is a good one. Another one that's very similar. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And another one, 1 John 4, 4, the spirit who lives in me is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. So we feed on these verses. And when we feed on these verses, we're renewing our minds and, you, and you'll find that you'll begin to walk victoriously into environments that you may have otherwise avoided. And we can replace the sentences in our mind of I can't do that to I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Another way we apply this to our lives is by coming off the sidelines and watching it and instead getting amongst it. Get in the game. Get in the game. David's older brother, Eliab, thought David, when he came down to the battle with with the, the Philistines, his older brother thought he'd just come down to sit and watch the war with the Philistine from the sideline. He was like, you just came down to, to watch this. But David put his hand up and he said, I'll go. I'll go and fight for him. I'll go and fight him, sorry. And Saul gave him every reason why he was not qualified, but eventually changed his mind. He said, go and the Lord will be with you. 
And lastly, wear your armour. You have a sword in your hand, which is the Word of God. Use it over your situations. But we have so many pieces of armour and weaponry for protection and for battle. So today I want to ask you, have you come today to just sit and watch? Or do you want to get in the game? God is looking for more people who will get out of the grandstand and get in the game. Going into spaces and places, being his carrier of Christ. Now, it's not going to be breeze sailing. I'm preaching this message to myself. I am preaching this message to myself. It is not going to be breeze sailing. You will get battle scars. It's going to be hard. It's going to stretch you like you've never stretched before. You'll get tired and weary and need times of rest so you can be in the game for the long haul. You will have times where those grandstands sitting and watching look a much easier option. But that's not what victorious living looks like. That's not what it looks like. And that's not what it's all about. And we read in Romans the message version. I love this. I love this version. Sorry if it's not your favourite. That's okay. Go home and read Romans in the NIV. But today, today I want to share with you this translation of it because it's just so spot on in my heart. There are things to do and places to go. This resurrection life you receive from God is not a timid, grave-tending life. It's an adventurously expectant greeting God with a childlike, what's next, Papa? What's next? God's Spirit touches our spirits and confirms who we really are. We know who He is. We know who we are, father and children. And we know we are going to get what's coming to us, an unbelievable inheritance. And we go through exactly what God goes through. If we go through the hard times, we go through the hard times with him. Then we'll certainly go through the good times with him. Like any battle, there is a prize. What's our prize? We are going to get an unbelievable inheritance. In Revelations 2 and 3, let me share with you what it is. For those conquerors who fight and win on the battlefield of life and what we receive through Jesus. To the one who is victorious, I will give you the right to eat from the tree of life, which is the paradise of God. To the one who is victorious will not be hurt at all by the second death. To the one who is victorious, I will give some of the hidden manna. I will also give that person a white stone with a new name written on it, known only to the one who receives it. To the one who is victorious and does my will to the end, I will give authority over the nations. The one who is victorious, I will blot out the name. I will never blot out the name of that person from the book of life. The one who is victorious, I'll make a pillar in the temple of my God. 
To the one who is victorious, I will give the right to sit with me on my throne. And this has been my prayer for you guys today. My prayer is that you will not miss this victory like I missed that victory of watching my son's game. (laughs) I don't want that for you guys. I don't. I want you to get this. I want you to hear about this victory. You, You might have come here today You might have walked in these walls thinking you've lost. That's how you may have come today, thinking you've lost. Nope. We've won. We've won. We've won. And if you don't remember anything else, remember this. We won with an overwhelming victory over sin and death on the cross and the devil loses. He's a liar and he's a loser. We win. It's at the end of the story in Revelation chapter 20. And my prayer for you today is get out of the grandstand just watching and get in the game. Get in the battle, get in the war and just continue to give your yes to Jesus. Walk in the overwhelming. We're not gonna walk victoriously anymore. We're gonna walk in the overwhelming victory that is ours. Put your armour on every day. Cover yourself with the blood of Jesus. Stay in intimacy with your heavenly Father who loves you dearly. Continue just to delight in Him every day as He delights in you. That intimate place with Jesus will be your strongest weapon, intimacy with the Father. Continue to be filled with joy and watch what He'll do through you. We fight the good fight and we remember that we are more than conquerors through Jesus who loves us. Yeah, let's stand and worship. Thanks so much for listening to Hope Community Podcasts. We hope you enjoyed today's message and remember to subscribe to the channel to keep up to date. From everyone here at Hope Community, have the best week.